Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we sit down with everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Good morning, everybody. So yesterday, I was able to sit down with somebody that I have wanted to get on this podcast uh, pretty much the entire time he's been up here. A few weeks ago, truck rolls in with this beautiful green definitely project boat and uh, sets the mast down sets the boat down and the following day this guy Chris ends up he's up at 5 a.m and he's grinding and he has not stopped uh, since he's been up here it's absolutely amazing watching uh, the transformation of the boat and also just the uh, just the work ethic and the enthusiasm that this person has. And I remember shortly after he arrived, I walked by the boat and I looked at the mast and I noticed tiny little brass emblem nailed into the uh, mast and it was for the Appalachian Trail. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Uh, come to find out he's done a lot of long distance hiking done a lot of sailing uh, and really just is one of those people who enjoys life and is squeezing every bit of it uh, that he possibly can. It really is amazing. Chris, I can't thank him enough for coming on the podcast. He uh, he is just, he's an exceptional person and uh, when I grow up, I want to be like him. <laughs> he definitely moves fast and uh, we talk fast and there is uh, probably a little bit of sound of the, the fans going because we did the podcast on the boat, on my boat, and uh, it really is hot up here. I think it was about 90, uh, so I had to keep them on. So sorry about the background noise, but sometimes you just got to go with it in these sort of heat wave conditions. But uh, as always, big thanks to the Patreon family for supporting the, the podcast and continuing that. Starting to throw some of the, the videos, the YouTube videos, and the sailing stories up there as well. Big thanks to Bert for uh, catching the fact that I missed part two. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, and everybody else for writing in. Uh, these are they're really great, and uh, it's definitely given me a lot of stuff to think about and talk about. So, like I always say, if you want to support the podcast, just head over to Patreon. The uh, link will be in the description. Other than that, enjoy the podcast, and thanks for listening. We got to be proud AT hikers. Uh, well, it's true. Especially through hikers. Yes. I was 100%. a flip flopper. You were probably. But you did the whole thing. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I did flip flop, which worked great for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So go ahead and pull the old mic a little closer to you. All right. How's that? Oh, that's perfect. I tend actually. to shout anyway at my Yeah, age, I was going to say. I'm I gonna... yell at people now. Ah, good man. <laughs> well, you get to a certain age and you can do that. Mm hmm. You get away you with get, it. Yeah, you get certain perks as you get older. Well, and I, or you I, think you do. I only use first names because yeah. uh, that way, if if for whatever reason in the future this podcast gets very popular, <laughs> you won't get some psycho from the internet trying to. Stalk I just want you. the commission. <laughs> you got it. Bud. You <laughs> got teasing. it. Well, yeah. but what I was saying though, so I, when you came in, uh, I just I remember walking past those those masts and I saw the AT emblem. Sure. In sure. that old, it's a little brass yeah. one, and yeah. it's nailed right it's, into it, that. Did yep. you do that? Oh, sure. I, you oh, buy okay. them on uh, Amazon. Everything's available on Amazon. Ah. 
You can buy most things. But those pins, yes, they're made for that purpose. And they're a replica or, a, you know, as you know, lookalike of the trail signs we saw for 2,000 miles every what? I think they're every quarter mile, half, half mile. Uh, what, the blazes? It seems like the blazes, yeah. Oh, the blazes, yeah. I, well, it depends on the state you're in and who's taking care True. of them. There True. were a few times where I got, I only got lost, I think, three times total on the trail. Did you ever get up in the morning and, and go walk the wrong the way? Wrong way? No, Boy, I but did. Yeah. I did stop uh, to take a little five-minute break, and I got up and walked the wrong way on a 40-mile day. And this one, you were a youngster. You were young when wow. you did that trail. I was 30. Sorry, I'm just going to cut these down a little bit. I was 32 when I did the trail. 32 is pretty 32 young. 32 or 33. That's the average age, I think I told you. A little younger. How 20. old were you? When I did it, I turned 50 on in the Smoky Mountains in a blizzard. In an absolute Epic. blinding yeah, snowstorm. Wow. Yeah. See, yeah, it was pretty exciting for a birthday. I'll never forget. What year was that? It would have been 1998. I was Lonesome Dove. It was Lonesome named Dove. after my, was my trail name. I didn't want to get stuck with something I didn't like. Wow, and that yeah. tip, tip for any like you, potential hikers. Like you, yeah. <laughs> Give yourself your name before you go or else you you don't want to know what you're going to get stuck yeah. with. Yeah, I had a boat at that time called Lonesome Dove uh, after the book, the Pulitzer Prize book. The, the Western. Oh, Dove, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, not oh, Dove. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, we're speaking of uh, probably it's turned into a film, but it was a Pulitzer Prize winner. I don't know what year. Oh, but really? It's, yeah, it's a great read, and it's called Lonesome Dove, and it's about two cowboys in their entire life oh. of uh, growing up and ranching when, yeah. it, when there was open open fields, you know. Right, open no territory. fences and no all fences. that sort of stuff. Yeah. No fences, and how things change. Do you ever it's, feel, do you ever feel uh, like you were born too late? Like you would have done pretty well maybe 100 yeah, years ago. Yeah, I would have been a miner, but I wouldn't have worked out. Nobody makes any money as a miner. It's one out of a thousand. How do you know I you would have been, been a merchant? A hmm? How do you know? Well, you would I would have been fascinated to go out in, oh. the, in, the, you know, in the 40s. Oh, like a prospect. Yeah, I would have yeah. gone to California. Uh, probably maybe as a businessman opened up, uh, who knows, you know, a general store and yeah. made, made your fortune that way. But right, uh, right, yeah, right. I did hike the Chilkoot Trail, which is the old miner's trail in. In Skagway, way up in Alaska. Oh, and really? That's one of the most historic places I've ever been because of the miner's story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to take a ton of equipment, 2,000 pounds. Up and over that yes, crazy pass. Over, yes, the Chilkoot Pass. I remember seeing stuff on that, and they Not did bad. like some, some sort of reenactment or something. Mm-hmm. And literally, the amount of stuff that they were trying to bring was ridiculous. Yes, they had to make many trips. You know, they had horses that, were, that died on the trail. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just. Um, it's quite historic. It's fascinating. It always has been to me. So, yeah. Yeah, I probably would have done that. There's something about those sort of situations where people have just bowled through almost impossible odds. So true. And they're doing mm-hmm. it for this sort of goal. And I, I guess, I mean, that's something I'm a little familiar with, I suppose. Yeah. But Well, a lot of them ended up, you know, poor, but they found their riches going back to San Francisco or back to California. Yeah. And many of those miners never moved out of uh, California. And some stayed in Alaska, but Alaska was, you know, the last frontier. It didn't, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, uh, didn't have the business, you know, the large cities. Yeah. Oh, back then. Yeah. yeah no, Anchorage I mean, it was, was yeah, just... When did we acquire that? 18-something? No, 19-something. I think it was, was in there, yeah, 1900s. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Somebody will correct us. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've got, I've <laughs> got you, really loyal, you, got, no. yeah. loyal listeners. I, that's the one thing I don't do is I, I typically don't have like a phone so I can fact check things. Because 
Yeah, that's something actually I've never really liked when, when you're having like a conversation of you know say over dinner with a group of friends, mm-hmm. and you guys start sort of debating about something. Yeah. And yeah. somebody whips out their phone and they're like, boop, 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 yeah. and they come up. I'm just like, you know, we're kind of having fun. Yeah. Trying to discuss yeah. and figure this out on our own. Yeah. Fortunately, I've lived most of my life without a phone. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I get a kick out of seeing these people that can't even navigate down the sidewalk without it in their face. I know. Their phone. Yeah. It's, it's and crazy. what are they going to run into next? But anyway, how, uh, where about- were you when you got the urge to do the AT? Ah, the AT. Where were so. You? I can't pinpoint it precisely. I can tell you what was my major influence, and that was reading A Walk in the Woods. Oh, were you? Yeah. yeah. It, that that yeah. book just hit me like yeah. a ton of bricks, and it sounded yeah. like so much fun. Not just the hiking in the mountains the social and the camping. Aspect. The social yeah. aspect. The social aspect and stopping in these towns and seeing yeah. little America. It's really America. You're seeing I, really I really enjoyed that part um, uh-huh. equally as much as, as just being out in nature yes. and hiking and stuff. It is um, a social ex- a social experience, unlike the Pacific Crest Trail out west, especially the Colorado Trail, you'll meet bikers on that, and yeah. they'll be running you down. But you know, oh, really? Oh, yeah, they're scary. They'll come up on you, you know, within a, well, it's... Uh, Is the, there, a, wait, bikers, like bicycles? Well, out of Denver, uh, from Denver to the uh, the 14ers, which would be Copper Mountain, that area, Breckenridge, people yeah. would know, the bikers are allowed to do that stretch. Oh, After that, okay, the 400 okay. miles to Durango, they're not. And it's just so that first 100 miles, yeah. And you gotta they, watch uh, out. Yeah, they they could easily. I mean, people do get hurt. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, they, they, yeah, they are. They're mountain bikers. Some of them, there's a lot of competition too. So anyway, right, yeah. right. Well, but it, it was it for me. It was that book, and huh. I remember getting yeah. getting the actual uh, cassette tapes of the audio book for that. And I really? just, I don't know. It oh was the gosh. first audio book that I ever listened to. Well, it's so to. funny. It, it's, and, yeah, oh, his humor it. is so wonderful. Yeah. It's so good. Bill Bryson. And yeah. It just seemed it like. It took me a long time to read it because I thought they he was going to poo-poo. He wasn't going to finish it. It was going to be, you know, kind he of a discouraging He did it in his book. own way. Yeah. yeah, which everybody does the trail or any trail in their own way. Just right, like right. when you go sailing. Well, that's saying. So hike your very, own hike, you know. It's a very individual sport. Mm. And a lot of people, yes, thrive on the social aspect of it. There isn't a whole lot of wilderness on that AT when you compare it to other trails oh, in, in America. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, you can hit mostly... it when you get to that 100-mile wilderness in Maine, and certainly New Hampshire and then Vermont. Then it gets a little more wild. Very demanding. I yeah. would say for sure, once you hit Vermont, then you're, you're sort of in a bit more real deal. But also down in Georgia... I thought rugged. that was that beautiful. was pretty rugged and yeah, beautiful, and obviously a lot Virginia. of bears and stuff yeah. down there. Yes, but yeah, for the most part, I would say it's more state parkish. How'd you feel when you finished? I felt amazing. Did you? I Did you? Like were you person. sad about that it was over, or were you joyous? Uh, you know, I was a little bit sad that I was. I was a little confused because I didn't know what it was going to be like going back to being around just normal everyday life yes. without that that yeah. crutch of like hiking 20 right. miles every day right. uh, but i was i was looking forward to it i was tired of hiking every yeah. single day uh-huh. um but i i it was interesting because the last like 75 days of the trip i mm-hmm. was pretty much alone were you and then the the very final week the 100 mile wilderness yeah. i hooked in with a group of like eight people from shawls uh, they were, well, we all met up in Monson Oh yeah. and I was staying in Shaw's. A few of them were there, but we all like grouped together and it was people I had met 
uh, a thousand or fifteen hundred yeah. miles Isn't that before. Fun? Isn't yeah. That fun? yeah, and we didn't. Uh-huh. The thing was back then we didn't have beards, and we were looking at each <laughs> other. There's a little. There's yeah. a little hostel in town in Monson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, uh, like a it. newer one. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and they have a bar down there. Oh, and I they? walked in, uh-huh. and I'm looking at this guy, and this guy's looking at me. But we have these big beards now. And finally, one of us yeah, is like, yeah. I Geronimo? Imagine. And I was like, Bojangles? Is that you? <laughs> yeah. And we hadn't There's seen a each lot other of that on the trail. Since, yeah. uh, I believe, Damascus, Oh, my Virginia. gosh. So, yeah. yeah, yeah it that was brings crazy. up a thought. Uh, have you ever thought of going to trail, trail dates, or have you? Uh, I have never gone. Yeah. You know, I think it would be kind of fun, I guess. But it's... I yeah I don't know I don't know those the big groups of people I've never I have never been a huge fan of that I think I'd rather spend a week uh, in Maine here on the coast oh than in Damascus huh any day yeah yeah I mean it <laughs> yeah. would be fun to go and experience yeah, I think so. it uh, and see all the yeah. stuff and meet all the people I doubt if I ever will I did stop back in Harper's Ferry because I was a flip flopper I actually finished in Harper's Ferry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was kind of neat to yeah, to experience that. Well, and Harper's yeah. Ferry is kind of a cool little town. Did it you is. do anything to it's celebrate yeah. it? You stay there? Yeah, I remember going to a bar. You know, there wasn't any. I finished in early November, so there wasn't anybody. Oh around, yeah, jeez. You know. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, I finished in late November or not late, early November. What but was anyway. your What was your favorite part of the trail? Um, that's a very good question. It's I, a hard. You know, one, I've I always know. been a fan I of Maine. When people I love the wilderness. Yeah. You know, there wasn't enough wilderness for me. It was rugged demanding the trail but there wasn't enough real wild for me and that's yeah what I, I enjoy so i would have to say that the treat for me was crossing the massachusetts border into uh, new hampshire and then vermont or is it vermont new hampshire and then yeah, maine. Vermont, new hampshire. yeah i i i hit well, it at the right those time looming mountains in the background I actually, actually i have to back up because i was a flip-flopper i actually flew into rainbow lake Way up near Katahdin, oh. summited Katahdin, and went south. And then went south. Yes, and that was in early early August. I had okay. a float plane pick me. I actually drove to a small airport in Bangor, yeah. and a float plane took me into Rainbow Lake, dropped me off there with my pack, and the trail, he knew where the trail was because he'd had other uh, oh, you know, passengers other in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So actually, I went southbound and finished in Harper's Ferry, but still those states were my favorite. The color yeah. in Vermont was just spectacular. Well, yeah. and getting above tree line, yes. wasn't that nice? At the, at the ski areas, oh. you know, staying at some of those summits at the ski areas and then looking at the valleys of Vermont. I'll never, you know, it's, it's just, gorgeous. It is. Absolutely gorgeous. There's just nothing to... What, what time of year did you start down south? Uh, well, I flew, literally, I'm one of those crazy people that flew in from the Bahamas. Oh, I really? spent my winter over there and I had just started, I had a sailboat over there. I had yeah. just started in the... A few years prior to it, and I uh, had a girlfriend, and she gave me a clipping about the AT. Yeah. And I said, you know, I got to do this. was years previously. And so I took my backpack, flew into Green Turtle in that that fall. And then in the spring, in March, I caught a flight back to West Palm and then a flight to uh, right into uh, Georgia. Yeah. And I had a trail ranger pick me up. The internet, I believe, was working or fine. I found some way to get a trail engine to pick me up. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't just me. He had three others. Oh, really? They were all women. Oh, I man. couldn't believe my luck. And, you know, <laughs> keep in mind, I'm just 50, and these gals were probably 30s, so they still interested me. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got to, I think I stayed <laughs> over someplace. I had a campground at Springer, you know, Mountain. Yeah. And started the next day. 
And I was starting with a 65-pound patch because I didn't know any better. Keep in mind, Ro- I'm, fi- I'm 50. I'm in good there. shape. But Still, I, I, yeah. I stopped, uh, I forget just where, at a backpacking store, uh, maybe a week later. And we went Probably through up all in my... Gap. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it was. Right after Blood good, Mountain. You got a good memory, yeah. Well, and, that's that's the spot that's like known for... Yeah, he went uh, through my pack. People, yeah, going yep, through. And we shipped a lot of things that... Uh, Home and uh, also gave away. You just and I break got down out to, that credit card. I got down to about forty-five pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's and not too uh, bad. now I, to this day, that's what about what I hike. You know, oh, for really? long distance, forty-five. I I always try for thirty. Yeah, but thirty is you my have goal. The, you have the uh, you have the funds working to buy that light expensive no gear. i i just go without <laughs> i swear easy. my stuff is not that expensive. It's just i i go without so. Uh, for instance, it's um, a popular way to go. Well, it's just, it's yeah. one of those things, you know, I don't have a camera. I don't have, yeah, me neither, but a, I got a radio. I don't have books. <laughs> oh, you have a radio. Yeah, I got to listen to something at night. Really? You know, I can't sing. Oh. I can't entertain myself. Well, you know, that's interesting. Cause I, so I, I had a little cell phone back then Oh yeah. in 2012, it would have just been like a burner cell phone, oh, really? yeah. but it had, uh, FM radio on yes, it. it w- yep. And one of my favorite traditions every single day was what I called tent time. So I typically would would build a fire, have dinner. I was camping. I have never stayed in shelters, and uh, but I would get in my tent and then I would go over my, what I did that day, and then I'd write in my journal, and then I'd go over what I was going to do the next day. So it's like charts and journals and yeah. all this real kind of like that. Yeah, it's a good romanticy stuff, you know, to think <laughs> well, of. Good planning. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but I would always have that little FM radio, mm. just mm. and it was just tinny, you know, sort of sound. Yeah. But it, yeah. it was something about it, and I I always imagined looking from above being you know there's this this hiker trying to forge his way north and he's in his tent and he's got this little music i don't yeah. know there's something about that yeah that that's just... interesting you didn't stay in the shelters i was just the opposite. No. oh okay. yeah i didn't often carry a tent i did carry a tarp i did a tarp yeah. for the first yeah. half well they're so Virginia. sophisticated those tarps you can make good use of for the shelter oh heck but, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but yeah you avoided the shelters which is smart i probably would now because they were they'd be crowded Very when crowded i did it now. they weren't crowded i had shelters by myself yeah not yeah. a lot but i did have some well but yeah. the, you, there must have still been mice right Oh, there was always mice, but I, I had see, short, I couldn't short, that. short hair. They weren't going to bother me. They bothered the girls. Uh, they bothered I, I the girls. I could not handle it. The the snoring of oh, really? other people. Yeah, yeah. And then the yeah. mice, like the mice, they, they bothered you. Yeah, the, uh, just but the you had short hair, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm shaved surprised. my head. I, I had the beard, but oh, I don't know. Oh my gosh! There's something about they, the sound and them crawling over the sleeping bag and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. So. I opted to just set up my tent. Sometimes it would be next to a shelter. Yeah. Uh, more often than not, I'd be a little further away. But yeah. It, 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 I always oh, knew I was going to sleep yeah. really well. There was always somebody tenting, or not always, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I was shelter to shelter. Yeah, pretty much shelter to shelter. Oh, okay. Never had really a bad experience. Uh, I had some crowding a bit, you know. Right. But it was always, I sleep so well, so soundly. Of course, when you hike, I only hiked about 14 to 15 miles a day. You would probably double that. Uh, not double, but I mean, I was, you I was. You could do 20s. Once I got yeah. to uh, North Carolina and stuff, and Tennessee, I was up in the 20s yeah. and then a little higher, but. Yeah. Because how, how many days did it take you? Total? Well, I forget the days. I, you know, I flip-flopped. It, it took me six months almost exactly. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, three months, and then I went home. I had a small business on Cape Cod. 
Oh, nice. So I went home in July, got off the trail, which I think was a blessing. So I went March, April, May, yeah. got off the trail mm, probably mid-June. peak of the summer. Yeah. Smart. Uh, well, it was for me because I had a, a, a small business, a, a tourist-type uh, uh, retail business. Anyway, so then I flew into uh, Katahdin or Rainbow Lake yeah. in, um, in, what was it, August, late August. And back on the trail. So it, it took me six months. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Three and three. I honestly, when I when I started getting up to my pace, the first thing I started thinking was I got to slow down. Yeah. I don't yeah. want this this adventure to yeah. end that fast. Yeah. Uh, but Good it became point. pretty hard because you do get up to this pace where all of a sudden you've done the max yeah. amount of miles you want to do, yeah. but it's only two thirty. Yeah. In the afternoon, and you're sort of and sitting. You started out in good shape. Yeah. Physically. Well. <clears throat> I was all right. I had been down in the Caribbean were, working pretty yeah. physically, well, yeah. you know, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But I did, I went to Michigan. So I went from the British Virgin Islands oh. to Michigan in January. Spent January, February basically eating ice cream and uh, trying to fatten up a little bit. <laughs> and I was walking on a treadmill, but that was about it. Mostly yeah. I was just snowboarding. Yeah. And, well, uh, you had to get in shape on the trail then. Well, Most that was people yeah, do. yeah. They yeah. can't carry a pack around, you know. They can't climb the elevations that we are, you know, yeah. expected to do every day. You know, you've climbed uh, Mount Everest twenty-seven times. You yeah, know? yeah, right. Yeah, the elevation seven times, it's pretty crazy, amazing, isn't it? Yeah, we both have. I yeah. felt like when I finished that trail, I could have pretty easily walked up. And this is probably completely incorrect because you know the, the oxygen thing and all that. But I felt like. One, I knew I could go run a marathon, but I mm. felt like I could go climb Everest pretty easy. Yeah. It just, because your, your legs, my legs were, they felt like yeah. iron. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Is that, is that something that interests you, Mount Everest? Uh, not really. I, you know, one of my cousins this past May summited. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Gee, I'm very interested to hear yeah, what I it was, too. what the reality is. It's always is. fascinated me. I've always wanted to do the route around. I never wanted to climb Mount Everest. Well, it's just I'm not capable. But the route would be fascinating. Around. Oh, to be able to the just base. be there. Yeah, at that be a base camp and walk. Cool. Yeah, yeah. More, you have to have a guide. It's, you know, everything's expensive these days. Yeah, so I probably yeah, yeah. won't ever do that. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. If I do get to sit down with them while yeah. I'm at home, yeah. I will. Yeah, I'll let wonderful. you know. Yeah, I would find if that I fascinating. Do a podcast with them, and yeah. you can. The expense of it alone, you know, it's a hundred oh, yeah, grand. Yeah, yeah. It's a... Well, and he was raising money for, oh. I think, oh. something good for him. I, I have to find out, but I think they raised over a hundred thousand yeah, dollars. So. that's great. Yeah, yeah, I may have heard. Yeah, so yeah, do share that with me. So how between the. Um, the Appalachian Trail and the around the world mm. sale of yours. What was the time frame? Uh, so the Appalachian Trail was 2012. Pretty much the day I walked off of Mount Katahdin, I knew I was going to try and sail around the world. Really? Yeah. It when was, did that formulate? Uh, pretty much on the way down the mountain. I was like, okay, yeah. well, so now this is over. Yeah. Uh, but this is basically that's, the best I felt in yeah. my whole life. Yeah. And this is, well, I, take I think it from for me, me, it's the best. It was just one yeah. of those things where I was like, this yeah. is what life is all about. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be that for everybody, but True. for me, it definitely was. And, um, and I had always had that itch hmm. ever since the, the first book that I read about going around the world was God Forsaken Sea. Oh, yes. Great and, book. Yeah. And, I mean, even oh, though yeah. it's just about the disaster yeah. of the 97. Great title, everything Fonde, about that but, book. Well it's, worth reading. Oh my god, yeah. it's so crazy. I'm gonna do a short story about uh, uh, Pete Goss and him rescuing. Uh, yes, he did come oh, to the. What was the other guy's name? Uh, Donatelli or something you. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
Hmm. It just, I mean, epic, absolutely epic. But I, and I used to think, oh man, I could sail one of those big fast boats. Sure. But then I started getting into the next one was a voyage for Mad Men about yes. the, mm-hmm. the original Golden Globe. And then obviously it was Motissier and then Knox Johnson and down the line. And the more I learned about the old time sailors and the old time boats, one, it seemed far more in my reach to be able to purchase a boat like this. Yes, it's a great uh, boat. Rather yeah. than have to go on some crazy campaign. Sure. Because, I mean, I don't even know what the budget is for uh, a Vendée Globe boat, but I would think it's... it's oh, half a million. Millions and millions. I it, think for, it's probably, for the guys that are yeah. on the top end in France, I oh, think it's yeah. way Well, they're there. sponsored, yeah. Yeah. And you got to answer to every one of them. And, uh, well, and, yeah. and just... It just racing has never been my my neither my thing. Neither. I'm but we're all racing about, when we see another boat out there. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I actually got into some trouble on the on the trip. Uh, I think it was the trip up here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There was another sailboat, and they I want to say they had their spinnaker up. Um, it was in the evening, and I put my spinnaker up, and I ended up. Uh, we got we got somebody up there. Uh, trying to get my attention somebody wants to get on the podcast somebody yeah yeah, yeah. oh man yeah. we'll just take take quick five seconds yeah. just yell go at ahead drum thanks i appreciate it all right that's great that uh, navigation seat you put in there yeah it's <laughs> nice. not bad right oh yeah that's great that compared works. to what was there I can uh, tell you. I remember what was there. Maybe uh, the I don't. Models. I don't know what. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was this old plastic. Yeah. Uh huh. I remember little what thing. they were. Yeah, they weren't very yeah, sturdy. Well, yeah. and when when I actually when I did the trip, so all this, I yeah. had a shelving unit from here. Oh, did you? And yeah. It went right back, and so I, I had two openings here. Oh two my here, gosh. And two here. Oh my. So this whole thing was filled with a big handrail. Oh my. And you built that in right there. Built it gave it right up that berth. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And I just I had this is my berth here where we're sitting. Okay. And that just sort of made it it it, it filled the the void yeah. in this cabin uh-huh. enough where, you know, just getting in and out of my bunk I could grab the handrail. Sure. But it allowed me to obviously store no, that's great. Pretty big volume yeah. of stuff. I could see yes, you could put a lot of a lot of gear and, and provisions in there. And then you got all kinds of storage underneath there. All of it, That's yeah. That's the thing yeah. about these boats. They've got a lot of storage. Oh, there's a ton. Absolutely a ton. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It definitely, yeah. it did pretty well as far as that. I, You know, the problem was I just didn't pack it full enough. You know, I think for those trips that are that long, if you don't have, you know, the big, like, five-gallon things of long-life food. Really, yeah. Uh, which I have a ton of now. Yeah. But, uh it really just, you want to pack it so that you're almost having to eat food just to get forward on the boat. <laughs> yes. Sounds like my girlfriend asking me to bring stuff over from West Palm to Green Turtle Key in the Abacos. Oh, yeah, No right? place to sleep at all because she needs everything yeah, in, yeah. in the Bahamas because <laughs> everything's expensive and you can't get it. Oh, man. Did yes. you meet her in the Bahamas? Yeah, she was a school teacher. Sharon, really? Yeah. Yep. I, I sailed in and I had a Greek friend of mine who I met. Casually, he was in the anchorage. He says, "Chris, I've got somebody you should meet. Another American's teaching teaching school here. Really, gray-haired lady like me. I was 
you know, when I, I sailed in there, I was in my late 40s. Well, so I wasn't so great. But anyway, yeah, she was it. teaching school there. She's a couple of years older than me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we hit it off. Our first date was in Nantucket Island, of all places. No way. She had a sister in, on Cape Cod. Yeah. And I had a small business on Cape Cod. So right. we agreed that we'd meet there and take the ferry over to Nantucket. So our first date was on Nantucket Island. She's been an adventurer ever since. Holy She's been everywhere smokes. with me. Yeah, wow. she lives in Colorado. I don't see enough of her. Right, but I'll right. see her on, on Green Turtle. She oh, you owns will. a couple, couple of beautiful rentals if anybody needs a rental over on Green Turtle. There we go. Hey, we can That's the Abacos. Uh, <laughs> we can plug that I in just, the old yeah. uh, in anyway, the description. Yeah, great. Well, yeah. The reason I asked, I actually got an email. I get My listeners will, will email me questions and things like that. And a few weeks ago, I got one from a guy, and he, he had basically had to give up a relationship to go out and do some sailing and stuff. And yes, he, one of the hard. questions was, yeah. he was like, do you know of anybody that's actually gone out sailing and found, you oh, know, yeah. I got lucky because yeah. that took uh, three years. I left the keys with the boat and three years later I met Sherry. So, you know, it's not like there's a gal in every port that, yeah. you know, you can, you can sway your way. Right. Yeah. Right. They think sailors are here today, gone tomorrow. And we are, well, and we, she, yeah. she had no idea that I'd be around and you know, yeah. And there and you go. Have a, have a great relationship with, yes. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. And she's out in? She's in Colorado, Colorado. now in um, Copper Mountain, uh, Frisco, a little mining oh, town. okay, yeah where, yeah, where I started the Colorado Trail. Right. Yep. Oh, yep. wow. Yep. Oh, that's and so cool. I'll see her hopefully this, uh, in November. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. Go over. yeah. Oh, that's good. That's, that's one thing that uh, is definitely lacking in my life. It's been hard. It's just, it's one of those things where when you leave for the amount of time that I plan on leaving yeah. most times... It's it's very difficult, but I I've, I've had a couple very uh, fun, you know, like summer flings and things like that. Sure. Like I'm not like a one night stand sort of person, yeah. but I'm you more. Know, I'm sure you, know, you have lots of opportunities. Well, I, I don't know. But not, most not people, that most much. women want a house and a picket fence still, especially once they get to my forties. Yeah, you know. well, you're getting there to the point where Almost I met Sherry. I was, uh, I think I was 45, and she was 47. Yeah. So, you know, and if you meet a gal on an island and you're a sailor and you, ha- you can She's at least converse. She's already kind of in that yeah. realm, yeah. She was an adventure-type gal anyway when I sailed in, uh, you know. Uh, I had to prove myself I was going to be around. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well sailors are notorious I, for... I, they definitely yeah. are. They have a, a bad gal reputation. A every port. Yeah, at what, but it's an earned reputation because I yeah. know a lot of sailors, and yeah, it is yeah. kind of like... The, but it's... Well, we're I used fun. To have a, we're fun. We're fun. We're spontaneous, <laughs> but yeah, we right. have the best mode of transportation on the planet. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like it. Yeah. you got to be a romantic, though. It, you I definitely think a lot have of, Most sailors are. I know I've been a romantic I, uh, type. I, I could be labeled yeah. as that for yeah. sure, I think. Yeah, I think so. At least for yeah. short periods of time, and then I just lose my mind, and yeah. who knows. But <laughs> I don't know. It, it is one of those things. Uh, hey, oh, shoot. I, I had something I was just about to say about that, and then I lost well, it. Well, I'll save you. Dang it. I'd like to hear about uh, your, your uh, turning around, how hard that must have been. Oh, when you, on yes. the last trip. Yes, yeah. on your last trip. Well, uh, before that one, compared to the one where I was trying to go through the Northwest Passage, that was easy because it was out of my hands. Okay. You know, the, what was out of your hands? The Canadian yeah. government yes. said, we're closing this I've down. I've had that experience we're not in letting the Pacific Northwest trying to cross to the Gulf Islands. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, in BC. Yeah. That's it. And so that one, the only issue was the fact that I was turning around into the, the hurricane season in the Atlantic. Um, so, but. 
This would have been last fall? This was 2020. 2020. That yeah, so I had to turn around mid-August, and that wow. was the one where I think we had 29 or 30 name storms. Yeah. It was intense. Yeah. I lucked yeah. out, though. But this, yeah, let's still be here. This last one was definitely very difficult because, one, when I'm looking at sort of the damage that was going on mm-hmm. and the, the stuff that was happening to the bowsprit and mm-hmm. everything, I was completely responsible for that because really? I hadn't taken – this crucial piece of equipment apart and made sure you know because i mean i've been putting this boat through hell well it's one of the last things you would consider ever giving way i just but it takes a beating every day yeah Yeah. i thought it was such a a overbuilt bulletproof sort of thing yeah it is you know and it just it just didn't seem like it was going to be an issue Uh, i have to agree yeah yeah. and and so i kind of screwed up so it was one of those things where i was Mm. i kept trying to figure out a way uh, initially to fix it myself mm-hmm. and hopefully the problem would go away but sometimes over what period of time did you try uh essentially hurricane or cyc- uh, tropical storm wanda was november 2nd mm. and then i got into the azores high or just a really high pressure area i did my first attempts on fixing it within a week okay and then it was another two three weeks of battling my way down to the equator mm. Um, it was basically a good month of, of me thinking I had it and then questioning it Mm -hmm. and then thinking I have it again and then questioning it. How'd you diagnose it? Was it just plain water in the village or? That was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Um, I, I saw, so it's, it's three pieces of wood that are, uh, epoxied together. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I saw that basically one of the seams was starting to open up. The other thing was the two little platforms that you can walk up, the walkways yeah, on either side, had yeah. bent up. Oh, really? And they ripped the posts out that uh, oh, go through the uh, cap rail. Yep. And, and essentially what it did was crack all the varnish and open up just fresh wood all wow. around it. Wow. Not only on the, on the foot rails, but also on the entire bowsprit itself. And one of the things when you're going to be out there for that long without stopping, you're never washing that boat down. Yeah, true. And mm-hmm. salt water's getting into that bowsprit. And mm-hmm. I, I always worry about, you know, just rot taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I thought I had sealed it. I thought I'd done a pretty good job of that. And I used... 5200 because it was really or sorry 4000 because it was really flexible so even if it was still moving it would it would you know hold that seal but it was really what was going on underneath uh the decking there used to be some of the original teak decking just where Mm. like the anchor chain comes out Mm -hmm. all around the bowsprit maybe an area this big okay underneath that though there were basically holes Mm. And there were not really cracks forming, but gaps in between, you know, the two wooden posts that come up. Mm-hmm. There was about an eighth of an inch gap Ooh, all around those. Yeah. So every time water came in, yeah. it would go down. And it, it was, was visible to you? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah everything yeah. was visible. Yeah, That yeah. was, I when I opened mm-hmm. up the, the hatches up forward, mm-hmm. I keep uh, like a, there's about a 200 foot length of one and a half inch, mm-hmm. uh, like hemp. Yeah. Uh, warp uh-huh. and that was all completely soaked oh my. and and mostly it was you know finding multiple gallons in the bilge yeah. and that was the morning 
where I'd been beaten into the Southeast trades for okay. 24, 48 hours. And where was this? This was just past the equator. Just past the equator. Yeah, and I'm I'm slowly, so you get down there, and the currents are pushing you back towards the Caribbean. Yeah. You're trying desperately to, to leave yourself a lot of room in between the tip of Brazil and, mm. and you, and you're beating into these Southeast trades, and more often than not, they're coming more out of the south. And you're like, ah, and you're pinching as hard as you can. And it's, it's one of those things that I ended up having to turn back north twice hmm. to gain more easting my to just gosh. get further away. Oh, so, discouraging. Oh, my, oh God. my gosh. Every time I turned north, it was basically. How like, long did it take you to get where you were? And then how long to get back? It was, it was about 36 days, I think, to out. get to the you equator. You were 36 days out and then when you was, decided you must turn around. Or, yeah, and, and then it was like 40-something days to get back. But and where were you returning to? I went back. I, I left for Maine. I, I ended up going back to Beaufort, South Carolina. And why there and not maybe to the Caribbean or someplace else would have been? I moved. needed to make sure I was in a place that uh, I could fix the boat. Okay. Like, the, the little marina that I used to go to, Ladies Island, which is a great little spot. I've heard uh, of super that. Protect, perf, uh, super protected, mm-hmm. but it also had a workshop. Mm-hmm. And so that meant I could pull the bowsprit mm-hmm. completely off the boat, disassemble everything in the workshop, and I knew everybody there and stuff, so yeah, I, I sort of had that leeway. Because, you know, that, that's one of the issues I found is I, I puzzled over the fact, like, is there a way for me to fix this thing mm-hmm. out here at sea? Mm-hmm. And one, one of the, the hard parts is that it would have required pretty much flat, calm seas to yeah. remove the bowsprit yeah. while I'm out at sea. Yeah. And I, don't, I, I don't even know if it would have been possible. I mean, because Sparrow sat there in its slip without a bowsprit mm-hmm. and a couple of halyards tied off. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looked so broken and so awful i mean everybody we were all kind of laughing at it sorry old girl <laughs> yeah. uh, i, I know you. the feeling because yeah. i have an old gal i know well yeah. i was gonna 50 say years old this year, this month we haven't even yeah. talked about no, your, not uh, yeah. <laughs> your boat. yeah what an adventure you've been on though i, I think crazy. the exciting part is that you not only completed the appalachian trail which is a major deal in anybody's life i think it's oh, one absolutely. of the great adventures you can ever do one of the best i think I've it's a little had. too social for me and that's why I loved the Pacific Crest Trail. And did you do the whole thing? Yes. I still have the Yosemite Valley part oh, to do. Oh, that's right. That's right. To Mount Whitney. And then I'll be... Did you go south to north? No, I did all... Well, I went from uh, uh, Truckee all the way Truckee up Lake. to the Canadian border. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. That was over a period of two summers. Normally, I do it all at once. Yeah. But I broke it up at my age at... I broke it up in uh, several hey, years, but I had to compete with hike, fire. Man. Yeah, hike your own hike. Yeah, I had to compete with the fires everywhere. Yeah, and I had yeah, terrible yeah. fires in Oregon where I hiked the uh, Oregon, you know, the Pacific Crest Trail into Washington, right. and there were still fires. So yeah, I've yeah, yeah. had my. I refused to go out there this year. He, it probably would be okay and safe, but I'm sure I would. F- the place probably smells like a campfire. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's disappointing for me, but I'm th- I'm considering doing it in the spring. I'd be doing it in snow if I did it in April or May, and I got to be back here. It's too beautiful to 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 miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my first summer. So anyway, I may be be doing that. Four hundred miles is what I have to do. Oh, four hundred miles, which isn't that far when you look at the whole scheme. I mean, when you're uh, when you're really committed to it, that's yeah. I need to get on the John Muir. It's only two hundred, but because I don't have a permit for the John Muir Trail, oh, you have to get a permit. I'm starting. Yes. 
Do you yeah. have to do that They're for the Pacific Crest to Trail, oh, too? No, no, no. I think you have to now. Well, you, you might want to be sections. a through hiker on it. I, I wouldn't argue with you, but I don't think that's... Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw something on the on YouTube, I so think, who knows? I think they want to know who's on the trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe you, uh, it could be. But anyway, yeah. Um, Boy, it might be like the Continental Divide Trail is like yeah. the last frontier. That's really the longest trail. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, 3,250 yeah. miles you, or something. Yeah. I did a portion of that when I did the 500 miles of the Colorado Trail. Yeah. I would have done about 300 of the Continental Divide Trail. Oh, really? Trail. Yeah, it was marked in, in, uh, du- in, in dual the uh, Colorado Trail and the Continental Divide Trail. And that one. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, on the AT, you get... Uh, the the long trail intersects yes. with the AT for a long time. I'd like time. to do that. The trouble is, you get off a in a place that there's just is so remote, and you have to cross the border with your passport, which oh, is not a problem. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, it's just very difficult to get anywhere once you cross the Canadian border. Oh, it's I'm better sure. if you stop short. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and hike. go do some side trails or something. Yeah, else. you're yeah, in Maine. Yeah. You know, you're in Maine or basically close to. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. You ever rafted down the Grand Canyon? Uh, Sherry and I've done the Colorado uh, River, oh, but not, okay. the not the Grand Canyon. Very Canyon. expensive. Not it something is. that's in my reach. It's definitely. Not, uh, no. Well, I I think when I I was very fortunate. We have friends that live in Flagstaff, uh-huh. and they ran like a uh, oh. Um, like a gear outfitting, camping sort of store, skiing, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And they were all hooked in with all the river rats. Who were they? We went when we I was a fortunate. kid. Yeah. yeah, we did. Family a, or a camper? Uh, it was a group of like 20 of us, really? six, six oh of the small rafts. Oh my. It was guided uh-huh. uh, oh. by a company called Azra, I think, something like that. Mm. But we did half of it, and I was maybe 10 or 12. Wow, you were fortunate then, to do that then. Well, here's the thing. I got the opportunity to go back when I was 23 or 24 and do the entire 14 days. As a guide? Oh. Oh. No, not as a guide. Just go back as with a the passenger. same type of group? Same, yeah. uh, a few of the same people. <laughs> That's great. But same small boats where it's like oh, six people. Oh, you are lucky. It, honest to God, uh, if I were to ever recommend something that's in anybody's reach, yeah. you know, because I, I think it costs a couple thousand bucks to do yeah, it. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. It is. Without a doubt, one of the most miraculous uh, two weeks I've ever spent. How my many overnight? Watching. Two weeks. Two weeks. You were on the river for two, two weeks. weeks. You're in that river. Wow. You're you're sleeping wow. under the stars or in a tent. Yeah. You're going through just the most incredible scenery. Yeah, it's got to be. Real, you get the low of just sort of slowly yeah. coasting along, and then you get the high of going through those rapids. Yeah. And when I was very fortunate when we did that long trip. The first day we went in, we had monsoon rains. Oh so the God. river <laughs> essentially quadrupled yeah. in size. Yeah, the volume would be incredible. Going oh, my God. It was, yeah. it was insane. It's a wonder you were allowed to go because sometimes uh, they delay that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a great book called The uh, the Emerald Mile. Oh, I've it's heard It's about of it. the world record. Uh. These guys that they basically the Glen Canyon Dam is at the top. Yeah. And it was uh, – they had a huge snow melt that year, and it was it threatening to overflow. Yeah. And those old dams, if the river actually, if the reservoir overflows, it'll just destroy Take the dam. Right yeah. So they had to open up all the floodgates, but they were ripping apart the mountain inside. In essence, they had to just let it completely go as much as they could. And yeah. the river, they closed it down. They did. Yeah. Um, there were a few people that were still on it, but these group of guides yeah. were like, this is our chance yeah. to set the record. And they took off i think it took them like 24 hours or oh something oh my gosh but we're talking like standing 30 foot waves i oh it, the gosh. book is and it, it gives you all I the have history heard of it. i'll have to yeah pick it up 
Unbelievable. Yeah. It's giving me goosebumps just uh, <laughs> But when we did it uh, and we had those monsoon rains, yeah. the only down part was it had wiped out uh, a few cattle ranches and some wastewater treatment plants. So there were like there were dead animals floating in the river. The river was like brown with all the sediment. But at the same time, early on in the uh, on the river, it's very deep and narrow. And it was just waterfalls oh. everywhere. And you're just coasting through it. I don't know. I just had to throw that out there because it is one of the uh, – it's short and sweet, and it is kind of expensive, but I, it's just unbelievable. Worth the investment. Lifetime. Oh, yeah. 100%. Life buck, yeah, lifetime I'll bucket. I'll never uh, forget it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What time of the year did you go? Uh, that would have been September. September? Perfect yeah, time yeah. To and go. it was 2004 yeah. or 2005, I think, something yeah. like that. How fortunate and you were. Just magic. And it, it's one of those things, too, where – you don't have to exert yourself, uh, which is kind of nice sometimes to be yeah. able to just kick back yeah. and, and contemplate all the beauty around you and everything. How was and the food? I was good. You went on a package it one. It's, a, it's amazing what you get. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, Did you have yeah. to do your own cooking? Did you have a, a cook? You could help out uh, as much as you wanted, but like, you know, every night they set up this big spread because there's like, there's 20 of you and there's probably like seven guides. Yeah. And so they set up sort of this spread, but it's all, you know, uh, everybody's friends with everybody else. And yeah. so you're just trying to help out. Yeah. And pancakes and eggs for breakfast, Jeez. but sometimes oatmeal. <laughs> not exactly the AT. <laughs> that diet sounds great. No, not the AT. That can be a little boring. Yeah. Until you get to the trail towns. Yeah. And then, and then you know, you spread, you know, only a half gallon of ice cream. Sitting at a dining, <laughs> a, a diner, well, like a greasy burgers. spoon with oh, the table. Oh, nothing this like big. a greasy spoon. And yeah. it's just filled with plates yeah oh man there's nothing like it yeah you can i think you go through five or six thousand calories oh we live on two thousand now i know or twenty five hundred they say but five to six thousand winter camping i've done a lot of winter camping in michigan oh really yeah in the uh on the rifle river in the uh where the elks uh you know the big track of land up there but anyway yeah i've done some winter is that up in in the up no, it would be the Lower just, Peninsula. Yeah, Lower oh, Peninsula. Okay. Yep. Yep. If I said Oh, the, like uh, Elk Rapids area yes, and stuff. Elk yeah, Rapids, yeah, yeah. yeah, kind of the middle of this yeah. Up Boy, there. it is it's a beautiful state. Once you It get, is. Michigan uh, has a lot to offer. The north I I'm obviously a big fan of of northern lower Michigan, but the UP has some hidden gems up there. Oh, does Pictured it rocks oh, and yeah. Sylvania wilderness. It's like a foreign country. It's just removed. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely yeah. stunning. It's really yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I love going out and it's it's nice that it is removed because I think it keeps people from, from sort of blowing it up up I there. I think so. Yeah. That and the the ten months of winter. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever sailed along the Les Chenaux Islands to oh, the Les Chenaux? Les Chenaux. I haven't. My I know my uncle used to have a house up there. Long time along ago. there. And yeah. Yes. It's and a my gorgeous area to there. cruise. Yeah. Very rugged. You know. Very uh, rocky. Much like Maine. Drummond Island was Drummond is Island a favorite has, of mine. Has houses on it, yes. though, right? Yeah, that's the uh, yep the pizza magnet, Domino. Oh, Domino's guy, yeah, yeah, Monahan. yeah. He was a U of M guy, I believe. Well, he went I to think. Eastern Michigan. I oh, think. he went to Eastern, but oh, okay. that's a neighbor. That's a neighbor yeah, of Michigan, yeah, yeah. of Ann Arbor. It's basically yeah. Eastern uh, state. Yeah, and, I think uh, U yeah. Of M. His pizza empire started. You know, his first one or two stores were in Epsilani. Oh, they were Epsilani. okay. Yeah. Okay, and so of course, then he went on and franchised it. But yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's an interesting man. I wonder if he, uh, there's a, such a thing as the Monahan Farms. It's in southern Michigan. I've heard of that. Yeah, have you? So it's yeah, still yeah, around yeah. then, Monahan Farms. Well, I don't know if it's still there, but that Well, it's right off bell. of, uh, it would be uh, 75 that comes down. North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, 
Before we get too far off off uh, pace, can you tell us a little bit about the, the boat and the project? Because well, let me well, let me introduce yeah, you boat. as as you were introduced to me. So, just it comes in this this old green <laughs> boat and kind of looking at it like, oh, okay, what fifty do we got years here? old, fifty years yeah. old, comes on a truck. Yeah, couldn't get up. it the last two hundred miles. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was in Salem all winter. Yeah, and this was this was what two a month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, about that. Darn it all! I was hoping I'd be in the water by in a month, but you know, you're that's doing, a boat. That's you're a doing boat. an excessive excessive amount of work on that. Like, it's well, really, I only work until noon every day. You work all day. Well, but you but start, I get up early. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, do start I, early. I'm an early bird, but I I typically take my early mornings <laughs> well, to cool. do stuff on the computer. Yeah, that's cool. And I can hear you fire that. Yeah, I can't up. wait to get off the boat and get on land. It's and, impressive. Uh, I've enjoyed the projects. Uh, to be sure, I would not have it? kept the boat. Hmm? What type of it's boat? It's a quaddy pot. It was built. Twelve of them were built right in Rockport, our neighboring city. Oh, just, okay. Just a couple miles yeah, yeah, up the yeah. road is Rockport. It was built by, at Penobscot Boatworks in 1972, okay. so it's officially 50 years old. They built them from 70 to the 80s. They only built about 12 of them. They were all. Which one uh, is yours, number? Mine is, uh, I think, number five. Oh wow. Number five. Mid fleet when yeah. they were. Yeah. Work the bugs out. Yep. I actually was on a backpacking trip in Maine in 1976, and I saw a quaddy pilot. It was next, I don't remember the name, but it was next to another boat, a uh, uh, schooner, beautiful schooner. Not a big one, maybe a more private, privately owned 45 like size of uh, Fant or uh, yeah. Profit? Yes, much like Profit. Yeah. And it was called Time of Wonder. I thought it was the most beautiful boat name I've ever, ever seen. Time of oh, Wonder. Oh, yeah. That's anyway, great. let me make uh, I have always wanted a quaddy pilot, and I sold my boat that was, um, I did the race to Alaska. People will understand, uh, you sail from Port Townsend, not sail, you row across the strait or sail yeah. to Victoria, and then you're on your way to Ketchikan if you can make it. The old What's mining the name town. of that documentary? It's called The Race to Alaska. You What's can watch it, but you can always sign up. The documentary? Yeah, about that. Is it? Is it? Heading north or sailing north? See, or there is one called uh, Up North. Up North. Up North. I think it's Up North. Or True North. True North. True North. Anyway, it. yeah. It's on like Netflix or whatever. It's, what it's all about that race. Well, yeah. we're seeing. It's, uh, I thought it was going to be a one-of-a-kind race. So Heck yeah. I bought a boat in Colorado, had it shipped out there. Small one, 20 foot. It was a sovereign Canadian vessel. I'm getting off track about quality. Oh, no, that's okay. No, no, don't worry about it. But the race to Alaska is probably one of the biggest adventures. I won't go around the world, but the race to Alaska was my around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to, no motors are allowed on any of these boats. This was in 2015, the very first year this was offered. Right. I was actually in the Bahamas. My girlfriend, Sherry, found out about the race. I don't know. I forget how. But I signed up for it. It was $100 to sign up in 2015. Now it's at $2,000 to just sign your boat up. That's how successful yeah. it has become. I thought it would be a one-of-a-kind. Somebody would die right, you know, right. trying to get to Ketchikan. There is $10,000 involved, uh, but that was never my that goal. for the first, first Yeah, person. first one to cross the line in Ketchikan. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I bought a small boat, shipped it out there, did that race in 2015, Fell in love with British Columbia, the rate you know in that Gorgeous. race. Anyway, um, I sold that boat recently in the last year, and then had to have a boat that I could live aboard. A twenty foot boat is not livable, no. But it is for part of the year because I have my sailboat in the Bahamas. So anyway, I've always wanted a quaddy pilot. I saw this one on Craigslist. It was actually listed in Maine. 
It wasn't. It was in the Outer Banks in South Carolina <laughs> that these folks were living. So anyway, I uh, negotiated with them that I would come in and take a look at it if the price was right. Mm-hmm. They wanted a lot of money for it. So I got there, did my own survey. Um, and um, anyway, they called me a week later. They rolled out the sale, the big gaff rig sale. Yeah. We came to a price. And I don't mind sharing with you that, Chris, we have good and we have bad news. And these are people who almost like family. They've treated me so well. Yeah. You know, they couldn't let, they wouldn't let me live on the boat or stay on the boat for the few days I was visiting because of the heat, much like here. Right. So I stayed with them in a beautiful home that they had built, air conditioning. Yeah, it was. So they treated me extremely well. And I pretty much firmed up my plans to buy the boat for a certain price. So what I'm saying is they called me about a week later and says, Chris, Good and bad news. We roll out the sale. It has cannonball hole size oh. holes in the top of the sale. Yeah. Here's the good news. You can have the boat for $7,000. I was going to pay fifteen. Okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. But it was going to cost them five to 7000 for a brand new main. Yeah, I'll bet. I promptly uh, shipped that sale. I saw the holes. They were bad. Yeah. But there were only a couple major ones and then some tears. I sent it to an Annapolis sailmaker who'd been in business for 50 years. He says, oh, Chris, he just laughed. He says, don't worry, I'll fix it. I've seen a lot of squirrel holes. (laughs) So I did ship it up to him. It cost me about 700 to fix it. And then I got into a terrible storm in Salem Harbor, much like you you probably had some weather in October here. Anyway, Uh, yeah. Oh, of last year? Yeah, and my quaddy pilot went up on shore. She uh, didn't sink. She did uh, have a problem with the bowsprit, uh, with the mooring. Those damn <laughs> they did a, bowsprits. They dueled. They dueled pretty, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, pretty badly. Because you have a bobstay that comes down? I do. Yeah. yeah, I do. Correct. It was on a mooring out there. The harbormaster forbid anybody to stay in the, in the harbor, which is mm. unusual because there are a lot of a lot of liverboards out there. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm ashore. My sister's, fortunately, she's just a, a block ashore. Uh, easy, easy. Oh, come. nice. Yeah. But the boat goes ashore overnight, and I get a call, and there's a bunch of boats on shore. It wasn't oh, just really? me. I, I had a lot of company. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, I, spent, I ended up spending the winter there in Pickering Wharf. People will know in Salem, that's a nice place to stay. It's uh, ice-free. Yeah. So, yeah. So I spent the winter there. Uh, went over to the Bahamas for a month, came back, and then uh, we hauled the boat. And that's where we saw that we had a rudder problem. Not only did oh, I. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's why I shipped it the last 180 miles, which was terribly expensive. Oh, I can Outrageous. imagine. When, yeah. you're, when you're traveling state yeah. to state. Yeah, yeah. And I was uh, so excited about going up, uh, you know, by sail. Sailing up here, yeah, yeah. Not a big deal from Salem. Four days at the most. Go through you the Cape Cod Canal. You can do it overnight. Well, I'd yeah. already been in Salem, so I didn't have to do any of that. Oh, I was already oh, right, north. Right, right. I was near Gloucester. Yeah, yeah, I was very yeah. near Gloucester. So anyway, but uh, yes, I had it trucked up here the last 180 miles, and I've been working on it with Ed, our mayor, and yeah. also a quaddy pilot owner. He's oh, been he's the mayor. got one. He has a quaddy pilot in his backyard oh, that I have not seen. Nice. That apparently isn't, you know, in the condition of sale. <laughs> I'm hoping I will be. But anyway, he's donated the time uh, and, and um, some expense, most of the time, to reconstruct the bowsprit, and the, he fabricated a brand new rudder. 
Oh, really? Brand new rudder. Instead oh, wow. of salvaging the old one and scarfing a new piece, yeah, to, you know, yeah, yeah. it just wasn't worth it. We'd have a problem in a few years. And so anyway, he built a brand new rudder. So anyway, I'm uh, thankful for Ed uh, Glazer, our mayor. He's literally our mayor here in Rockland. And the only reason I got involved with him was that he's the historian for all the 11 Quaddy pilots that are still on, no the, main, on the main coast. Oh, there that's is so cool. one in uh, Orcas Island in the Pacific Northwest. Somehow it got out there. I don't know how. <laughs> I'd love to hear that story. Yeah. I wonder if it was I don't know how it got land there. or uh, well, sale. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that's my short story. My Quaddy pilot, I love living aboard. Yeah. It's a nice live aboard uh, boat. It looks for like me. it's got a decent I amount I call of room. it Main Cottage because it kind of looks like a 60s down below. Yeah, Everything's yeah. white, shuttered type doors. It's right. just a real charmer down below. How and, big is it again? Um, it's uh, 41 overall with, you know, the bow, with the, bow spread, the barn door rudder, but it's 32 on the waterline. Okay. So okay. it's just ideal for me. It's all right, open. Right. There are no, uh, you know, closed cabinets or other than a head. Yeah. There's nothing, um, you know, to walk through. It's just totally open. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to see it. Very you'll neat. Have to see it. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're probably going to be gone by, before I Oh, no, I get I'll be back. here. I, I stay here. This quaddy pilot will stay here year-round. Oh, it will? Yes. Oh. I'm the one that will fly away, but the quaddy pilot will stay here forever. Gotcha. It belongs here. It didn't belong in South Carolina. It wasn't happy down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well-maintained and taken care of, but it wasn't used. Right, right. You know. There's nothing, nothing worse than that. I always said the minute I stop sailing Sparrow offshore, yeah. even if maybe two years goes by, yeah. then I will pass it on. Because yeah, they it, need to be used. They need to be used. They need yeah. to be treated well. It makes all the difference. They need their exercise. They're like women. They need to be treated well. And they need, yes, they need occasional exercise. <laughs> you know what that might mean. You are going to get me in trouble. <laughs> He's right. blushing already, You're from everybody. The old school. He's blushing already. <laughs> Well, I wanted to ask you because you you I I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but you're you're older than I am, but <laughs> yeah. you definitely seem to have more energy and more enthusiasm than almost yeah, 90% of Yeah, I've been lucky with that all my life. I've been lucky with that all my life. I've had wonderful health. What do you attribute 72. that to? I think that uh I was in business a long time. There was a lot of stress there, yeah. but I retired at 43. Right. That's Not officially. Right. I've done other things. I've worked part-time and enjoy working part-time occasionally. But I think hiking, you know, that five or 6,000 miles of backpacking, sailing has made a huge difference in my life, especially cruising. Yeah. It's, yeah, it has its challenges and stress. Gives you something to look forward to But yeah, well. it's a joy. It's yeah. a joy. And I've always thought that God doesn't count the hours or the days that you sail. I just have always believed oh, really? that. And I may have heard that when I was a child. I, I don't am know. in luck. But, yeah, <laughs> I uh, am a firm believer that it makes a difference in somebody's life. And there's other activities you can do. It might be golf. Right, you right. Know, but, uh, yeah. You be can't play golf. Active. You can't play golf and ski and sail at the same time. you got to make a choice sooner or later. Right, right. You know. Yeah. But there's, you know, I, I think there's a difference between having energy to do things and having enthusiasm to do things. Yeah, there is and a the, difference there. I'm very fortunate. There. You have enthusiasm. Yeah, like I think I know how lucky I, I know how lucky I am, and how lucky you are to have that lifestyle. Yeah. And um, I've been at it a It'll long time. I haven't really gone too far, but you know, uh, but I've had my great far. adventures. Yes, the Pacific Northwest were were certainly some of my best years. Yeah. And I love the Bahamas and the Caribbean, but yeah. that's about. I've been to Cuba. I've been to Cuba a couple times. Yeah, you were mentioning that to that guy yeah. who's down there. Yeah, and Cuba's a great destination. It's cheap. 
You yeah, could literally right. live there. When I got there, uh, you could live on $5 a day. When was this? Well, that's a good question. In the 90, early 90s. Early 90s. I okay, went over okay. There. Um, and I went over to bike it first. It's 600 miles around. Yeah. Took me three months to bike it. It's a very rugged island, especially on the uh, eastern part of it where Guantanamo Bay is very right. rugged mountains. Oh, but anyway, okay. it's a joy to, uh, to experience the Cuban uh, people. How did you get there? Did you have to go? I went out of the Bahamas. Oh, you went out of the Bahamas. Easy okay. for me, you know, because With an I American live all winter though, in the Bahamas. No so, pardon me. With an American passport. Yeah, okay. yeah, they yeah. just don't stamp it. You say right, no pass, right. no pass. But yeah. uh, I literally took the mail boat, which is the grocery boat, comes over from West Palm in the states mm-hmm. to Green Turtle, comes over once a week. Yeah, and you hope they have everything on there, especially your, you know, specialty or your favorites. But yeah. anyway, I took a mail boat literally from there with a sleeping bag, slept on the deck overnight, yeah. and ended up in Nassau. And that's where most people fly, fly over right, to, from to there, Cuba. Yeah. yeah, I took the next flight out and took a very cheap bike, a Schwinn that I bought in West Palm or Florida yeah. on the mail. You know, took it over to to the uh, Cuba and biked three months over there. Well, I, what what inspired you to do? Oh, that? I've always. Always wanted I wanted to, to check it out to see if I wanted to take my boat there. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, I wanted. Okay. To, I really wanted to live over there. On my, I'd heard great things from other people, other sailors. At I have as well. Yeah, have, yeah. And Chris, if you really want to meet beautiful women and have a cheap lifestyle, trust it's, me, it's definitely. Uh, gym, you know, those islands are beautiful. They're In wonderful. the BVI, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was dating for for two and a half years. I was fortunate enough. And I will say that no matter what, fortunate enough to be in a relationship with a, a girl who lived in Puerto Rico. She was half Cuban, oh, really? half Puerto Rican. Oh, my God. What a combination. And, uh, oh, yeah. They're gorgeous women. <sighs> yeah. That's all I can say. I can say. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. <laughs> so anyway, I thought, you know, I hadn't met Sherry yet. I didn't have a love in my life. And I thought, and these guys were bachelors. They'd already found women over there. Yeah. But they were supporting, too. But they had a home in Cuba right, and a home right. in the Bahamas. These were Bahamian men. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they weren't Americans. They were Canadian. Uh, you see a lot of that in the Caribbean where yeah, you, you will get see a lot of women from uh, the Dominican Republic that come over. And uh, the bartenders and things like that. And I don't know. The BVI is sort of a special place because I think people can uh, earn more money there. They can. We can't work in the Bahamas. Right, Unless right. it's a specialty uh, type uh, permit. You know, a cook. That yeah, a resort yeah, yeah. has to have a special. Yeah. But yeah. You, but you can in the Caribbean. You could. You did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it took a lot to get there. But once you're there... I've always found that, especially with the smaller islands, the as you get involved in the community, yeah. then they start pulling strings to make sure you can stay there yeah. pretty easily. Because yeah. the guy that you work with, his cousin works at Customs, and then uh-huh. their friend is yeah. uh, Prime Minister, and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm in! Yeah. <laughs> Which is, but you still have to make sure you're a, yeah. a good person to be able to do that. Oh, sure. sure. Well, the Bahamas are a little protective that way. Oh, yeah. Well, they yeah. have well, to be. Well, they're much smaller. If, you know. if they didn't yeah. do that... These islands would be exploited yeah, so quickly. It'd yeah. be insane. There already are in, in a lot of ways, but uh, mm-hmm. they, they definitely, I give them props. In the BVI, they definitely take care of the yeah. people that, that live there and born As there they and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, so what's your, what's your game plan? So that boat will be up here. Yeah, that's my main uh, cottage. That'll be your main the cottage. Boat I, the cabin I should have bought in the 70s when I was on a backpacking trip. Right. And saw that boat. Or oh, close, really? Yeah, saw a sister ship anyway in this harbor. 
Uh, I should have bought then a cottage or a home or a cabin, at least in the woods. Yeah, yeah They yeah. were affordable. Nobody really... No, They know. were affordable. Right. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of life. You learn that uh, now I could not afford to... Uh, I wouldn't be able to live near the water if it wasn't for a boat. Oh, not yeah. unless you live in... No, there's just uh, no way. Know, and so this is, my, <laughs> this is my home for the summer. Right. Uh, I'll adventure from it. I'll do some hiking from it. I, I love Mount Desert Island. Yeah. All those harbors uh, interest me. And I haven't been back in 20 years. Because oh, I lived cool. in Colorado 10 years and then seven years out in the, the uh, you know, Inside Passage, uh, British Columbia. Yeah, yeah. So I've been gone a long time. And now I came back to be a good uncle. To a couple of uh, my uh, sisters, uh, couple grandkids. of rap scallions. Yeah, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, try yeah. and teach them, uh, teach them the ways. Yeah, they uh, they're too stuck on their phones, you know, and their uh, trust I, whatever yeah. their devices. Yeah, I'm about to go to the airport, and yeah, the one thing that I cannot, <laughs> I just, I'm always blown away by the fact that probably one person out of every two, no, it's probably two people out of every three have yeah. their phones they're just oh, yeah. buried in them and i purposefully what a life i go to the uh goodwill and i picked up that book for two dollars <laughs> and that's uh that's gonna be my read for tomorrow Good and for that's you. the original yeah. the first um the first Reacher. jack reacher novel oh it is yes yeah. i've heard good things i've it's never read one, one. Yeah. yeah better to start with the oh, old good and then yeah. i used to get into james patterson and oh, michael yeah. crichton because they were read. just fast reads yep I can blow through that one uh, in one. Well, you'll sitting. need another one quick. Yeah. yeah. It, well, that one will probably. I'll probably just about finish it before by the time I get back to Michigan. You'll fly into Pelston. Yep. Or, you yeah. got it. Yeah, Icebox right of America. Pelston. Yeah. Yep. What? What's the temperature? I wonder. Because I'd be uh, envious. Back decades ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. It never oh, well, warmed well, up for over the seventy. For right now, it's in the seventies. Low seventies, oh, nice. I believe. Oh yeah. But decades ago, I believe it hit negative like thirty-seven, and yeah. it was at the time a record for the continental u.s because it's a, it's like a big divot yes i know and yeah. so when you often can't fly in in the winter yeah it's just i get canceled yeah, it's it's I, they get yeah. canceled oh, yeah. yeah very common no yeah. for sure these winters i don't not so sure that happens but it certainly did during mine yeah I had the, yeah had the restaurant in petoskey we yeah. tried to go to uh big sky montana as a family you know when i was teenager uh -huh. and uh god i don't know what year it was but we we were trying to fly out of pelston and for three days or oh, something oh my gosh it, it was just yeah. blizzard after blizzard and yeah. we couldn't get out and we were just like it's snowing everywhere what, yeah. this is when we want to be out there i don't know it was, and how long will you be able to stay out there between in wallow and oh you, what on this little jaunt yeah uh i'll be up there probably about a month oh that's wonderful yeah wow. yeah so i i set up my little tent sort of village i suppose no, uh, yeah, i call it jerome'stown just yeah. in the woods they my parents uh when they moved up there uh after a few years they ended up buying some old farmland it's uh -huh. not on walloon lake but it's nearby yeah. uh, and yeah. uh it's a lovely area Beautiful there's some area. forest there's some fields yeah. uh mm. there's an old garbage dump that's like yeah. 150 years old so yeah. it's like an old Tracks model t ford yeah. oh, does it? oh yeah there's yeah. there's old like we find old medicine bottles and stuff like that, so it has a pretty cool history yeah, up there. Yeah, pretty neat. But I, I when I was on the trip around the world, one of the things that I, I sort of did was, I projected, getting home and building sort of this really ultimate oh. little camp spot, mm -hmm. and I planned it out. I drew the drawings and all this sure. sort of stuff, mm -hmm. and it was just something to look forward to. Yeah, I and can so imagine. I, I built it when I got back there, yeah, and it's it's great. simple. It's just two 
too tense on platforms, but yeah, that's all you need is a good platform. Yeah, and yeah. A, a nice fire pit and all that sort of stuff. That but um, that sounds terrific. Oh, it's 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 a blast, yeah. and it's nice because then when my parents have yeah. like friends and family that sure, stay, yeah. yeah, then I'm not taking up any room. Yeah, I feel good about that. Right. right. Will you get on the lake? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Do you keep a boat up there, or do your family keep? You there know, is, you... yeah, there's a, a Pearson Ensign. Oh, that's so, a great boat. That's perfect boat for that lake because oh, you get some wind there. Those ensigns and you can stand fit, up to you can almost fit anything. eight people in it comfortably. Yeah, I know. I love the ensigns. Huge teak cockpit. Oh, you're lucky to have an ensign. Yeah, that I'd one. I have one, but they're not trailerable. Not uh, really. They're pretty yeah. difficult yeah. to trail. Yeah, yeah they're long up long distance because yeah. they 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 draw probably three and a half feet. Yeah, for they a do. small boat like yeah. that. Yeah, we launch one out of here every year, and Dude, I'm always. I think I may have seen that. I'm always jealous. Yeah. I'm like, I've oh, always, that would be so fun to have it on. I just always thought they were the perfect boat for small lakes. Yeah, they're really they are fun. Windy conditions. The spinnakers are great they're just simple yeah. we used to teach on them and yeah, they were great would. as well because you could load so many students into it give them all a turn and they're really forgiving boats yeah. as well so so yeah we'll be able to do that and all my brothers and everything will be up there so it'll be How cool many? uh one older one younger the older brother's uh uh master sailmaker is he worked for north sales for oh, like 25 years wow. then he worked for doyle oh my gosh um, i've had sales from both of them yeah and doyle so I. I i have to say doyle was an excellent they yeah, yeah they, they bought made great like, sales he's when i had the sales bill i just i could only afford a mainsail and a staysail uh-huh. brand new and uh he personally helped out with the build of those Did they were really? like eight ounce material Ooh, that's heavy heavy yeah. duty because they were my southern ocean yeah suit and uh i've put on the mainstay i think i put seventy thousand miles on it wow but it's they're still time. aboard yeah it's still i Isn't used it great? to get up here it's that eight ounce uh, yeah, it's a workhorse well and it's uh i forget what i he, he'd kill me if he heard this but uh i forget what material it's made out of but when when he mm. delivered them to me he was like the Volvo guys will be jealous. No kidding. Me, so. He isn't. He took right. great care of you. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, that's yeah. neat. So, oh. So that was and that was cool. Doyle. Uh, Doyle. That sales? was when he was working with Doyle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, where would that have been? Uh, I think he would have been down in... He would have been down in St. Pete, Florida. St. Pete, okay. He, so he started out... Well, he started out in Harbor Springs oh, at did. a little sail loft above Irish boat sails. Oh, sure. I right? know Irish. I kept so, the boat there. Yeah. yeah. So Kathy yeah. Hahn, she had that little tiny sail loft. Then he put out his uh, resume. He started working in Newport, in, uh, at North at Newport. Oh, my gosh. So he was there for yeah. years. Well, you learn a lot there at North because you see he, everything. Yeah. And then yeah. he went out to Nevada, to Minden, and they did the 3DL projects. All the oh. fancy, like, you know, where they... They have the big mold that they oh, can flex and change, I don't know and then really, they do yeah. oh the mylar and the oh my just gosh. they're in the hammocks and they're hanging over it and going back and forth with the strips and then they crunch them and bake them. I don't know about that I'll crazy to, stuff like cutting like, edge. Oh and then God. he goes on to uh, Team Oracle with Larry Ellison oh and wins the cup wow. back. Wow. Uh, he's he's part of the sale oh design, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, what an experience. He, uh, oh. I'm probably murdering this. But, oh my uh, gosh! And then he ends up going Sausalito, California, and then he's in demand everywhere. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. for a little while he was he had the job that I would have loved, where essentially he was getting flown all around the world to just go yeah. and make sure that the brand new sails on the 150 yeah uh foot Fit yacht right. are, yeah. are just right and explain why they look oh, the way they God. do and fix any little things so he'd be like well i gotta go to australia for three days <laughs> and then going down to buenos aires 
Uh, and then I'll be back in California. <laughs> Holy cow, guys! What a life! Awesome. Yeah. I know, oh right? my gosh! So you got to see. I'm I'm always always been very proud of my like, my brothers. They're yeah. uh, you should they're be. exceptional people, and they've yeah. always helped me out quite a bit uh-huh. uh, with not only just sales, but yeah, it's just everything. That's my my younger exp- brother, he helped out a lot that. too. Yeah. Oh yeah. No 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well I I. I literally feel like we could sit here and talk forever. We could. We had to close uh, it sometime. But yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I'll tell you what, because knowing that you're going to be up here when oh, I yeah. get back. I'll always be here in the summer, bud. Okay. I'll be back in, as soon as I can, probably April. Everybody says, oh, why would you come back in yeah, April? April's but I'll probably early. come back. It gets so hot, over, silly well, for me to that's say. The thing, it gets yeah. like this over there. Well, not April, but May. It starts, gets pretty hot in the Bahamas. So when do you take off from here? Probably then? November, but we'll see. Yeah. Oh, probably okay, November. Okay. Cool. I'll like well, I, I won't be out of here until end of October. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll be working on the boat and stuff, and yeah, hopefully we'll yeah, be we'll able to sit down you, and. Uh, You've been uh, been fun to. Yeah, right. Kick we have back, a lot in right? common. At AT through hikers. Definitely do. I know. Yeah. I know. It's and I've crazy. crossed the Atlantic, seasick. Yeah. But and you went around the world. <laughs> never had a sea boat. Did you ever have a sea boat? Uh, seasick about? Uh, no. You know, I never have. Really but never I, had. Huh? I have always since the beginning of my sailing. Yeah. I will always take a Dramamine an hour before I leave, even on the trip around the world. Now, I only take Not that one. Day, but once when you start. That's a tradition. <laughs> That's Some great. people take a shot before they I'll leave. I have to remember that, yeah. I take a Dramamine, and then I take a well, shot once I'm out. apparently it works. <laughs> That's great. Chris, I can't thank you enough for oh, coming on. Oh, it's been on. fun. I've I never definitely... done one. It's my first experience, so the, please, that's my excuse for flubbing everything. No, but anyway. <laughs> are you kidding me? I like well, I said, have, yeah. It, it just it's it's really inspiring to see somebody oh. <laughs> with as much enthusiasm well, for for just life. And, yeah, well, and getting into we, it. We have a great lifestyle, you know, between the sailing and uh, the backpacking, hiking, and just enjoying the outdoors. And I think that makes. A big difference in, in anyone's life. Getting outdoors. I think so, Getting too. out of your comfort zone. Don't be an armchair sailor. Get out there and sail. If you yeah. were to give anybody some advice who might be, like, in a rut or something like that, what would you tell them to do? Uh, boy, you know, just start little. Get get involved with a club or an organization, somebody around you that maybe likes to hike. You know, if you do it with other people, uh, they'll be calling you to... See if you want to come along. All of you a know. sudden, you got yeah. a little friend. You yeah, you got friends. It makes it easier. Yeah. I think that's the suggestion I would make. I've pretty much been a solar, solo sailor like you, yeah. solo hiker. But I like my friends. I love my friends and family. But, uh, you know, uh, I like being a solo independent sailor and, and hiker, too. So, uh, you know, I make friends wherever I go. So it, you know, I bet it's been, you do. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. Well, like you, you definitely made one right here. <laughs> Absolutely. It's kind of. I, it. It's just. It's one of those things where I, for some reason, I've been pondering that lately. Of, sort of, what is, what are the things that really make you know myself? What it, what is it that makes me happy? Mm-hmm. What makes my life worth sort of living? Yeah. And I think one of the things that I keep pointing back to is the relationships and the friendships. That are around me, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's yeah, they're, just they're most valuable. I think so too. Yeah. I yeah. think so too. Yeah. All right, Chris. A lot of fun. Thank you. That was an absolute blast. Let me get you book. that book. I want my book autographed. Hey, uh, no. easy guy. We'll wait till you get back and you can autograph. <laughs> oh it. no, I got one right over there <laughs> right, for I you. I thought you would. I can't wait to see the stack. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs>